The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta Airlines. Delta has partnered with 55 academic institutions to create a pipeline of the next generation of pilots and technicians. Good morning. I'm James Homan from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 28th. In today's news, Cindy Hyde-Smith wins in Mississippi. President Trump tees off on the Fed chair, and John Bolton refuses to listen to the audio of Jamal Khashoggi's murder. But first, the big idea. Paul Manafort's lawyer repeatedly briefed Trump's attorneys on the former campaign chairman's discussions with special counsel Bob Mueller and his team. The New York Times reports that the highly unusual arrangement inflamed tensions with the special counsel's office when prosecutors discovered it after Manafort began cooperating two months ago as part of a plea deal. Some legal experts believe it was a play by Manafort to get a presidential pardon from Trump, even as he worked with Mueller in hopes of getting a lighter sentence. Such information provided by Manafort could help shape Trump's legal defense strategy, and it also appeared to give the president and his legal advisors ammunition in their public relations campaign against Mueller. Moreover, it has reassured the president that Manafort has not directly implicated him in criminal wrongdoing. This conflict spilled into public view on Monday evening, when Mueller took the rare step of declaring that Manafort had breached his plea agreement by lying to him about a variety of subjects and asking that he be sentenced to prison immediately. The Guardian, meanwhile, reports that Manafort went to visit WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, who posted those hacked John Podesta emails, around the time that he joined Trump's campaign in the spring of 2016. Manafort and Assange both deny meeting with each other, but this would be a key data point to link the Trump campaign with Russia's effort to interfere in the election. And Mueller's prosecutors have filed a draft court document alleging that Jerome Corsi provided longtime Trump confidant Roger Stone with early knowledge about WikiLeaks' planned email dumps. Corsi emailed Stone about WikiLeaks' plans nearly 10 weeks before the group published Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta's hacked emails in October 2016, according to this document. It was prepared by Mueller's team as part of plea negotiations with Corsi that have since collapsed. The draft filing provides a remarkable look at the case Mueller is building related to WikiLeaks and the most detailed allegations yet that a key associate in Trump's orbit was provided advanced knowledge of the group's plans. Stone, who has long denied coordinating with WikiLeaks, reiterated that denial on Tuesday night. Now, legal analysts tell us that Mueller's loss of two potential cooperating witnesses, Manafort and Corsi, would likely harm but not destroy his investigation. Manafort probably will never take the stand as Mueller's star witness, and Mueller's prosecutors might have to plow deeper into the world of WikiLeaks and its contacts to determine what, if any, coordination occurred between the Trump campaign and Russia over the release of the emails. That probably will leave Mueller disappointed, but undeterred, perhaps now more mindful of the pitfalls of exploring a world that has an estranged relationship with the truth. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar this hump day. Number one, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, the Republican, won the racially charged runoff election in Mississippi, besting Democrat Mike Espy by eight points to become the state's first elected female U.S. senator. Espy, who would have become the state's first African-American senator since Reconstruction, ran the most competitive Democratic campaign for Senate there in decades, 
but he fell short in his efforts to bring historic numbers of African-American voters to the polls. We have persevered, Hyde Smith told a room of supporters in Jackson after receiving a congratulatory phone call from Trump. Number two, in an interview with the Washington Post yesterday afternoon, Trump blasted the Federal Reserve for recent economic setbacks and said he's, quote, not even a little bit happy with Chairman Jerome Powell, who the president nominated last year. When asked about declines on Wall Street and GM's announcement that it's laying off 15% of its workforce, Trump responded by criticizing higher interest rates and other Fed policies, and he insisted he's not worried about a recession. Though Trump said several times in response to questions about emerging cracks in the economy that he wasn't, quote, blaming anybody, he clearly assigned blame to Powell for leading the Fed through several interest rate increases this year. Trump also called out GM chief executive Mary Barra for the company's plant closures and layoffs. He even threatened to strip away any government subsidies that the auto giant receives, including for electric vehicles. And the president dismissed the conclusions from his administration's own climate change report, expressing little concern about its dire implications. He said he still doesn't see climate change being man-made, and he doesn't see the effects of it. He said he's worried about global cooling. Finally, Trump also threatened in the interview to cancel his planned meeting with Vladimir Putin later this week over Russia's clash with Ukraine in the Black Sea. Asked whether he thinks Putin was within his rights to seize the Ukrainian ships, Trump said he's considering canceling the bilateral meeting that's scheduled for the sidelines of the G20 summit in Buenos Aires. Asked whether Russia's aggression is a cause for concern for the American people, Trump said it is. Number three, National Security Advisor John Bolton said he didn't listen to the tape of the killing of post-contributing columnist Jamal Khashoggi. Why? Because, quote, I don't speak Arabic. He asked reporters why he should listen to it and what he might learn from it. He said he also wouldn't listen to it if it was in Korean. Many reporters were taken aback by how flip he was. And some senators are complaining that CIA director Gina Haspel, who's heard the tape, will not be present for a closed-door classified briefing today for the Senate on U.S.-Saudi relations. On a national security issue of such importance, it would be customary for a senior intelligence official to take part. On this occasion, the absence of the intel community is all the more glaring, especially since Haspel traveled to Istanbul to hear the audio tapes provided by the Turks of Khashoggi's murder. She even briefed Trump personally after the trip. Sources tell The Guardian that the decision for Haspel not to appear in front of the Senate came directly from the White House. Bolton denied it. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 28th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.